This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, they just caught an Iranian terrorist trying to cross the southern border into Texas. But uh, we'll get to that. That's not the big news of the day. Uh, The big news of the day is Kamala Harris describing what it's like to launch a rocket into space. That's that's what we're leading with today. (laughs) We'll get to that, too. We got lots of good stuff. We had a lot of good stuff. But, of course, it all takes a backseat because Tom Brady did, as expected, as predicted, he announced this morning he's retiring. Florida man, unemployed Florida man, divorced Florida man, sat on the beach and said he's done. <laughs> and he made it clear that it's for real this time. It's for good this time. I predicted this. You know what? There was no other alternative. He's uh, among, you know, he's obviously the greatest NFL player ever, the greatest American team sport athlete ever. He's got a million records and a million achievements that will never be touched. He played in 14 conference championship games, which uh, to me, I don't know. I just went over the list of things Brady has accomplished, and I would put that at the top. Uh, It's a really hard thing to do. Get to the playoffs. Get to the conference championship game. He did it 14 times. He won it 10 times. (laughs) He played in 10 Super Bowls. He won seven. I'm not sure anybody will ever touch that. We have some great great young quarterbacks, including Patrick Mahomes and uh, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and, and and more young guys coming up because quarterbacks are better now than they used to be. But I'm not sure anybody will do half of what Brady's done. He's had a better career after the age of 40 than most than almost every NFL player has in his lifetime. It's the the longevity is perhaps the most impressive thing. But uh, I got a list. I made a list of things, accomplishments that aren't necessarily statistics, that aren't necessarily uh, touchdown passes or throws. Although he did in his final NFL game, a loss to the Cowboys at home a couple of weeks ago. You know what's mind-blowing? He threw 66 passes in his final NFL game. Most 45-year-olds couldn't throw a football 66 times in the backyard without needing to ice up and take a break. He threw 66 passes and completed 35 in his final game. And we talked about this after that game and what will he do next? He's a free agent and everybody was convinced he couldn't go out that way. You can't go out getting your ass kicked by the Cowboys at home. And my response was always, that's how you go out when you're You're, 45 years old. You you were dead right on that. I mean, uh, I know John Elway went out with a Super Bowl championship, but it's very, very rare. You don't go out uh, on top. It's just, it's a tough game, a tough sport. He's human. He's 45. He had to be feeling it after that game. And he had to do, he had to look around and uh, we all know what the rumors were and what the, what the predictions were that he could play for Josh uh, McDaniels in, uh, in Vegas. He could go to San Francisco. That one yeah. took on new life after Brock Purdy got hurt and the Niners had no quarterback 
and it seemed like he could go home for one last hurrah. But to me, none of it made sense. As I said two weeks ago, he's looking around saying he, he wants to win. Obviously, he would, would only go somewhere if he thought he could win a Super Bowl, and there was no place he could go and win a Super Bowl. There's what It wasn't worth the grind. He wasn't going to show up for mini camp and then show up for camp in July and, and try to do it all over again. Brady knows better than anyone what a grind it is, what a long haul it is. And he just said, it ain't happening. Uh, he's got a pretty good fallback plan. As I tweeted among his other unparalleled accomplishments, no one's ever had a better backup plan, fallback mm. plan. Brady's going to step into the Fox TV booth and make 37 million a year. I thought it was insane when they signed. Uh, I mean, I was, I didn't, I, I was happy about it because I used to really think Tony Roma was good. But when they signed him to a deal for 17 million a year, essentially a million bucks a game, mm. I thought that is insane. A TV guy making a million bucks a game. Uh, why would you ever choose playing the sport? getting beaten up, going through that grind, you know, seven, whatever, seven days a week, if you're Tom Brady, when you could do one game a week, three hours a week, and make more than two million a week. Mm. Uh, it had to be, uh, it had to be tempting uh, last year when he retired, then came back and all year he had to be thinking, why am I doing this? I could be sitting up there, nice suit on, playing golf, hanging out with uh, whoever the, the bounce-back chick is, and there'll be a few of those. The bottom line to me was always he has other things to do. He, In his mind, he always knew. I mean, hell, we asked him about it for the last 10 years. I, I mean, literally 10 years ago, I can remember saying, you know, how much longer can you do this, Tom? You, you know, what, what, do, you, do you think this is it? Do you think you got got anything left in the tank he went on for another decade and he did more after the age of 40 than most quarterbacks do in their whole careers but he always had a plan and i always made it clear that his top priority would be his company his uh health and wellness and and uh in his clinics with the with the massages and the stretching and the rolling and the and the vitamins he's got the best vitamins of any company his vitamins are better they better be. They cost more. Yeah. yeah. How do you argue it at this point, though? And he would be uh, kind of a, 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 a Tony uh, Tony Robbins light. You know, he was he mm. he always saw himself as kind of a guru, and that will be part of the plan. He will be jetting somewhere on his private jet, you know, daily, weekly at least, and making speeches and appearances and hanging out with some of the most beautiful, powerful people. He'll be you know going to conferences and talking about his uh, his company, TB12, and every Sunday in the fall, he'll be sitting down with, uh, sitting in the booth with Kevin Burkhart and doing a game. And I think he'll be good at it. I know generally uh, most cynical people say uh, Brady's just like too nice a guy, too, just too. Uh, He's dull. He sounds he dull when he speaks now. He's been he neutered. Know, and he won't be critical, but I think he'll be good at it. And I'll tell you why. The guys who aren't good at it, aren't good at doing, are either dumb, like uh, 
Uh, who would be the worst play by color man? There's been some bad ones. We we heard Charles Davis a few times this year. They didn't far give it a shot, and he was horrific. Like in a preseason game, he was terrible. They gave him one world, and that was it. Who was? Favre. I think they gave him a shot, and he like in a preseason right. game. Favre, it was like so Favre, bad. The worst, the worst one ever. Uh, well, the best example of of a player who just couldn't make the transition. Uh, Lawrence Taylor was terrible, oh, and the explanation and and it was because he didn't put any effort into it. He just thought, "I'm Lawrence Taylor." He didn't put much effort into, you know, studying film and preparing yeah. when he played. He just better than everybody. He was just so superior physically and every other way. But a lot of guys, a lot of players, just say, "I'll show up. I'll sit down. I'll talk. I'll and yeah. and because of who I am, people will appreciate it. That'll be good enough." I think Brady will understand he's going to have to work at it and he's got to earn that 37 million and the, and he's not planning on playing again or coaching the guys who suck at it are thinking in the back of their mind. I want to coach. So I don't want to criticize coaches because that guy might hire me or criticize GMs or owners or even players. Those are the guys who suck at it or they're just stupid and they don't really understand the whole game. Brady understands the game better than anyone. He's smart, and he knows he has to say something. He knows he has to have some some thoughts and some opinions, and I think he'll be good at it. I think he'll be and 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 he won't be you know like like out of his mind and and all over the place like Romo just spewing out whatever pops oh, in his gosh. head. I think he'll be one of those guys like Greg Olson or Troy Aikman. Who will be smart and be and be critical and be good at it, and he better be. Can you imagine the criticism around the country if Brady does this and sucks? <laughs> it will be the the first Monday after the first Sunday. It will be it, it'll just take over social media and cable news, and everybody will be saying, "Wow, we finally found something Tom can't do." Uh, I don't think I don't think that'll be the case. I think he'll be good at it, and he'll continue to annoy and 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 infuriate his critics because Brady has just done more than anything last 23 years. And you could speak to this Montante Montante's here again for Ironhead. Um, But if you rooted against Brady and you didn't like Brady and you wanted, and you waited for Brady to fail, it has been a long 23 years. He's getting out. That's the other thing. And I've said this before. I said it last time. When he came back a year ago after his 40-day retirement, I said all he's going to do is give the haters, the, the people that have, been, have been rooted against him for 20 years, he's going to give them that chance they've been waiting for to see him fail, to see him look old and, and, and maybe get hurt. It didn't happen. He failed, obviously. He lost his last game. His team went 8-10, and 10, his first losing record. Yeah. It was not a good year. Hell, they're naming Pro Bowl replacements. Guys like Huntley there in Baltimore yeah, played four backup games. quarterback. <laughs> Such Derek a joke. Carr. Derek Carr, who got kicked, essentially kicked off the team in Last Vegas. Last week. They, sent they him told home. him to go home. He's a pro bowler. <laughs> now, Brady wouldn't show up for the flag football game, but uh, he didn't have a great year. He didn't have one, a typical year, and he knew it. He knew how hard it would be to come back and do it again. I don't think you had your moment, Montante, where you got to see him just just self-destruct. No, and I kind of have Stockholm Syndrome with him because I hated him forever. And, you know, I was looking forward to the day I thought we'd retire and leave me alone and just go away. Maybe my Jets could have a shot to win something. 
But the fact that the news that he's retiring, my immediate instinct was, I'm, you know, I'm, ups- I- I'm gonna miss him. You know, I liked hating him. I liked watching him. Good or bad, I, he was entertaining. I like him, and uh, I mean, I, I, I've said this many times. I just tweeted it. The perhaps the most remarkable thing he did was play 23 years, have over a thousand teammates and coaches and assistant coaches. And essentially, nobody ever had a bad word to say about him. That is hard to do. And I don't count Antonio Brown um, because, you know, he loved Brady until he was uh, he was desperate and looking for attention and, and tweeted or, or posted some really stupid, incoherent things. I don't count Chris Sims, who was like a quality control oh. coach and never liked Tom Brady for, for, for some yeah, reason, but I don't, I don't count them. But if you listen to his teammates and they're all over TV today, they'll be all over radio and social media. And I was watching Brewski and, and Gronkowski uh, and uh, Nikovich and others this morning. They're all just saying what a great teammate, what a great leader, what a great example. He said, he set. it's almost impossible to go 23 years in that sport, in that game, and not piss off anybody. And he certainly pissed off his opponents. Uh, was I just heard a great story from Chris Canty, who talked about the time he got a lick in on Brady. They, he said uh, he just there was a gap. He's, he's rushing the passer, and he hit Brady harder than he's ever hit anyone, in football or otherwise, and thought when he went back to the huddle that Brady wouldn't get up from that one. He said, I did it. I knocked out the GOAT. And he turned around and Brady was back in the huddle and calling the next play. His longevity, his toughness, his physical and mental toughness are like no one else. When you think about it, he hasn't missed a game for injury since 2008. Mm. Think of Sunday when the when uh, Brock Purdy gets hit, he blows out his elbow. Josh, and Josh Johnson, Johnson comes in for five minutes. In. Josh Johnson comes in, bangs his head on the ground. He's out. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is hobbling around on one leg. It's really hard to not get hurt. And I'll bet if you ask coaches, if Belichick in an honest moment would say that was the thing that mattered the most. He always showed up. He always, he didn't, he didn't want to come out of blowouts and play and, and sit in the last few minutes. He just never missed a game. He never uh, uh, came up lame after that, uh, after that blown out ACL in 2000, uh, the first game of 2008, when uh, Bernard Paul had hit him low, they changed the rule after that. You can't do that anymore. But think about it. He's playing NFL football. He's 45 and he's not missing a play because of injury. And I know he thinks he has some special powers. We talked about that with him many times. He thought, in late in his career, he said, literally, he said, I know how to not get hurt because of all he did with Alex Guerrero and the and the pliability and the flexibility and the stretching. And he it sounded silly when he said it, you know how to not get hurt. Well, <laughs> look at all the other guys getting hurt. Do they not know what you know? I think he believed that. I think he believed he knew better than anyone how to avoid that season-ending, maybe career-ending hit. And if you're his coach or his teammates, that mattered more than anything. You could count on him always showing up, always being in the huddle. Not many guys can do that. I mean, guys can play through injuries, and God knows he did that, and God knows Patrick Mahomes did that the other day. But think of that. You go from you know 2008 to 2022 and don't miss an NFL game due to an injury or uh, 
or illness or anything. I also tweeted, you know, that he never has been involved in a real scandal. And that is true. We all know Deflategate was a load of crap. We all know he did nothing except refuse to submit to Roger Goodell. And uh, I feel like I, I talked about that for a decade, every day. It was a huge, huge story. Obviously, he got suspended for four games. He went to court. It was a wild, uh, a, a wild phase. But I still think he did nothing wrong. I still think it was cold. The whatever yeah. the the uh, and and oh and, come on, come on, Jer. The reason Tom Brady come was suspended clean. is because he didn't bow before the commissioner. It's kind of like COVID. You know, if you don't bow before. That your your leaders during COVID, and and put on a useless mask or do stupid things like stay inside, they just wanted you <laughs> to bow down and do what you were told. Brady did not do what he was told. He did not hand over his phone. I'm not sure why you would ever hand your phone over to Roger Goodell. He did what he had to do. They suspended him for nothing. They suspended the best player ever for nothing. That is a dark chapter in the Roger Goodell era. But Brady did nothing. Even if he did something wrong, took air out of the ball, a little air out of the ball, and uh, got suspended for a quarter of the season and dragged through the mud, that was insane. But I don't think he did anything. I think we all know the, it was cold and the ball Stop. lost a little air pressure. But, you know, he never – he never other than, other than <clears throat> once a year when he was in a Super Bowl parade, he never was drunk in public. He never hit his wife, <laughs> well, you know. He never, he never drove drunk. He never did steroids or, or, or recreational drugs. He never got involved in a real scandal in 23 years. And they were hoping, they were looking, they would like nothing more. Uh, many, many, many in the media would like nothing more than to muddy up Brady's impeccable reputation. It never happened, which is pretty remarkable. And I mean, just the football records, as I said the other day, he's, he's, He's Cy Young. He's Wilt Chamberlain. There's things he did that I'm not sure will ever be done again. Uh, Check your phone real quick. We have a guest. All right. Yeah, well, I, I was looking for somebody. See, I, and my instinct in these moments is look for someone with a uh, a different perspective, a different point of view. Who out there is uh, ready to criticize the goat? <laughs> And uh, we've done this before, but uh, my sometimes friend, my old partner, Kirk Minahan, and I'm wondering, how do you do this today? How, how, how is Kirk going to do this today? I'll tell you. Am I on or no? You are on. Oh, you're on. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you how right now. I know for a fact he f***ed Rita Marino in the ass <laughs> in the movie. Uh, we'll drop uh, that down. I, 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 honestly think, I honestly think that movie is the worst thing he's ever done. That's, that's uh, oh, I don't know. That Facebook series was pretty bad. And I was just saying on our show was is a simulcast, Dave, or no? It is simulcast. Is that was we 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 the one mistake we made many mistakes in that show. But one of the ones is we like sold Reamer down the river. We should have had his back. That was embarrassing. Like I don't know why we were flailing around apologizing to Brady at the Super Bowl. Like he put his kids on that thing. Like and then Reamer said something stupid. And then we were like <laughs> crying for a week. It was low. It was a bad moment for us. It that was, was it was a dumb thing to say. But you're right. It was just oh, once. I mean, it was off the cuff. And then right. he made, and he said something about Brady's daughter and you know what happened then everyone hated us. So they ran with it and tried to, uh, yeah. tried to destroy us as a show and Reamer apologized, but you know what he did, Kirk, he, he threw him a lifeline. He easily could have got Reamer fired. 
He could have also not hung up. He could have like, you know, that's my thing with Brady is like, look, he's a good, he was a good quarterback. He's a system quarterback, but a good one. And, and well, I mean, like I said, I just had a guy on before and I said, you know, it's like you're here, you're old hero before you sold him down the river. Trump said about McCain. Uh, I don't, I like people who weren't captured. Well, I like quarterbacks who don't lose Super Bowls, Jerry. And Brady lost three of them. So to me, that's part of the conversation. But overall with Brady, you know, his thing was like, I have this warrior spirit, but then we started being combated with him on our old interviews. He just started hanging up left and right, left and right. He was, you know, kind of a pussy. He hung up once. No, that's and- not new, no, new, no, new, no, new, no, new, new, new. That is not true. Uh, he hung up twice, as a matter of fact. He hung up on us with the Reamer thing. And then he hung up when I asked him about Guerrero. And he, you know, both times you weren't there. And by the way, like, he's not coming on your show, Jerry. You're not going to ever come. Stop tweeting like you're embarrassing yourself. Enough with these tweets today. I mean, leave it alone. I like him. I don't care what right. you He say. hates you. Leave it alone. I know he emailed you when you got fired. But congratulations. Wow, great. That, you know, good luck trying to pay your mortgage with that email. Leave it alone. It's over. Uh, he doesn't care about you. You have to admit, 23 years without really a, a scandal, without, without anything, without any real dark moments other than Deflategate, uh, is pretty remarkable. You right. have to admit that. Same with Drew Brees. You know, same with Derek Jeter. You know, I don't know. Same with, you know, there are other guys who have done that. Like, okay, great. They don't, they don't compare to, to Brady. Brady won seven Super Bowls. It's, and I do you think. Know, five championships. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, I, sure, I guess. I mean, like I said, yeah, sure. Brady, wonderful. Brady had no scandals. I, I found him to be a very nice guy. He did this a year ago. We're doing this again. He's going to go on Fox. I can't believe you're now pretending he's going to be good. He's gonna, he has I no think he's going to be good. He's a total drip. He's going to sit there. He's going to say nothing. He won't criticize anybody. Uh, he had a wonderful career, but I feel like we did this a couple. Uh, we did this a year ago for a couple of days until he, you know, until his thing. He got the deal. My thing is, you know, I'm sure he wanted to play for Miami. They said no. He wanted to play for San Francisco. They said no. And then he was like, well, all right, I really have no options, so I'm going to retire. You think you think Las Vegas said no? You think Josh McDaniels said no? I think Brady, I I think Brady wisely was like, you know what? Like, I can probably win in San Francisco. Miami, I can see it. I don't see a path at 45 with Josh McDaniels in Las Vegas. So I'm not going to go 6-11 and 11 with Josh McDaniels in Las right. Vegas. Now, at that point then, like, you know, Tampa, fine, he won the Super Bowl. I don't count it. It's a COVID Super Bowl. I made the case in my show earlier today why Brady actually won <laughs> the bubble. But that's fine. Uh, like, he, you know, I think even he knows your third team, right. Vegas. Like, you don't, you know, I would say stick to to riding your cancer, you know, juice peddling sidekick for the rest of your life and get weird plastic surgery and good luck, you know? I I, I think he knew that too. The, I mean, the Vegas isn't going to the Super Bowl. You got to go through Mahomes and you got to go through Justin Herbert and it was hopeless. He looked at it and said, it's really hard to get to a Super Bowl and it's not happening for me again. And uh, you, you're not going to have a better fallback plan than making $37 million a year to do one game <laughs> a week. And I don't, I don't I know. And I don't know if that's ever, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I feel like there's others. I, I don't know. Brady's so weird. Like I said, get ready. Buckley, I've been saying this forever. His post-playing career is going to be so bizarre. It's just, it's just, it's just going to be strange. You said for years there are going to be TB12 centers in every small town in America. I told you you were wrong. I was right again. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's going to be just, I'm telling you, his next wife is going to be like, you know, 19 <laughs> years old. He'll marry like six more times. Look, he was a great player. Uh, top three Patriot quarterback of all time. I would say. <laughs> See, it's I hard. Well, it's it's hard. Like I just said to Montante, it's hard to be a Brady uh, critic, a Brady, a Brady hater. You just got nothing. I mean, you got nothing. After 23 years, he gives you nothing. 
other than he hung up on you in a couple of interviews, but he was good in those Monday interviews for a while. It's funny. Well, he was, uh, he it's was, funny. I always say Trump changed everything. Everyone became more maniacally, you know, uh, partisan and divisive. And after Trump, there's just, you, the world was made up of two groups, Trump haters and Trump supporters. And Trump ruined that, that whole thing. He, he used to talk about Trump, joke about it. And then right. Trump became so toxic. He couldn't do it anymore. And he literally told us, guys, I can't do it anymore. I'm not doing it. Well, I, I always gave him credit for, like I said, you know, and I, and I always did like him. Like he was always good with us, whatever. And I understand it got hard. He's got more famous, but he sat there that day with me. You remember well with John and I and you, and we fought about Guerrero for like 45 minutes on that show. It was great. He, he dug in and, and it was not, and, and you're right. I think the Brady thing, uh, I mean, I think the Trump thing changed him. I think he got a lot of pressure and he also became an embraced sort of becoming uber famous for a while. He was fine being one of the guys in the Patriots famous, but not insanely famous. And then, you know, I don't know if it was Giselle or whatever, but he embraced it. Now I know he's dating somebody. And I just saw this on, saw this. Colin, we have a Colin in uh, mistake. Te- technically, technical down over there. Classic Colin. In. We're blaming Colin in for that. We're losing. Well, we, lose, we lost you, Kirk. We lost you. But uh, I do. I do think Kirk's right. He embraced being a megastar. Someone told me one, when he was young. Someone told me Brady loves fashion, and I said, "Fashion? What do you mean?" And next thing you know, he's doing the Met Gala and he's dressing and, he, and making these appearances with his famous wife. He loved that. And he loved hanging out with famous people. I think that annoyed Kirk. Uh, no question annoyed me. Yeah. Hanging out with Oprah. <laughs> and he'll continue to do that. I mean, he'll he'll be uh, he'll be showing up at certain things. I don't know if it'll be uh, if it'll be, uh, you know, Oscar parties. Kirk, or thanks for coming on. Calling in. Uh, get that. Get that sorted out, boys. Have a good day. All right. Uh, but I think he embraced being a megastar. He liked hanging out with famous people. He liked hanging out with Tony Robbins and jetting around. I, I have a friend. This is a, uh, I got a couple personal stories, but I'll give you one. I have a friend who uh, owns a jewelry store and he won a prize for Tom Brady had a special edition tag Hoyer watch. And uh, because this guy sold the most tag Hoyer Tom Brady editions, he got the prize was, he went to Monaco or Monte Carlo. I don't know the difference in Monaco and Monte Carlo, but I think it was Monaco. And he got to hang out with Brady for like a week. And they had lunch and dinner. They went on sunset cruises with a whole group of people, other famous, you know, well-connected people. And and Giselle wasn't there, but uh, uh, Guerrero was. And he said Brady was great. Talked to everybody, took pictures, signed autographs. I mean, these people were selling his watch, so he felt obligated to them. But you don't meet anybody who who had a moment with Brady who said he was a dink. It just, I mean, and and before we lost him, Kirk admitted he was a nice guy to us, and he's right. He pushed him on Guerrero. His, the, if you don't know who Guerrero is, Al Carrero, that's his personal trainer and his best friend, and he's kind of a shady character. He tried to sell concussion water, which you could drink to prevent concussions, and that was just one of uh, the, the questionable things he did. But we had lots of good conversations. We had some debates, some fights. He famously went off one day on eating food, nutrition, started yelling about how, how, how parents think frosted flakes are food. How can you give your kids frosted flakes? 
And my response, I ate Frosted Flakes every day for the first 20 years of my life. My parents thought that was food, <laughs> and so did I. But he had a different way of looking at things. He was very passionate about it. That's why I thought a big part of his retirement would be him uh, would be would he him selling that him selling his whole nutrition idea and uh, his whole the, the clinic the, the the nutrition the the, the vitamins the, the all that I thought he would do and he will he'll do a lot of that but he'll also do TV he'll do other things he won't coach he won't I don't think he'll be a GM or an owner uh, uh, he certainly doesn't need I mean he, he loves might the be game. he's competitive. I could see him getting in, trying to get a piece of a team, being a GM. He's still well, competitive. I, I, That's I, why I don't think he's going to be a full-time broadcaster. You can't win in broadcasting. You get, get paid a bunch of money, but he's competitive to his last fiber. I, I could see him trying to take over somewhere. I could see him owning, I guess, owning a, what, a minority owner of some franchise. There'll be rumors about him becoming a minority owner of the Patriots for the rest of his life, but I oh, don't yeah. think he's going it, to – it's hard. It takes time to be a GM. It takes work. I, I mean, I don't think guys like Dan Marino and John Elway are in there every day grinding, uh, no. and he'll have just he'll just have so much going on. And let's not forget, he's single, so he'll be busy. He's For he's now. got he's got a business to run, he's got TV to do, and he's got uh, lots of uh, probably pretty tempting offers from from lots of different uh, uh, bounce back chicks. Jerry, I, let me ask you a scenario here. Sorry, before you get to uh, who's, who he's going to be uh, sleeping with next. Say next year the Pats start off 10-0, and and then the 11th game of the year, down goes Mac, down goes Zappi. Oh, shut up. I don't, come on. No, does he come back if he gets the call? I do not think so. I think he'll be totally wow. – he'll will have moved on from playing. He knows how hard it is to play, to prepare, and he will be done with that. But let's let's play his, his, his announcements only like a minute long, correct? Yeah, it's pretty quick. Pretty brief. Pretty quick. He's sitting on the beach in Miami, just another unemployed Florida man, another divorced, unemployed Florida man sitting on the beach. A lot of them you are. tell me if this sounds like a guy who's uh, going to be coming back to the game like next November. I don't think that's possible. I think he knows it. I mean, he thinks he's superhuman, but he knows he's old. He knows uh, you just don't play quarterback in the NFL at 46 and and dominate the way he once did. But uh, let's listen. If you haven't seen it, haven't heard it, he's literally sitting on the beach, I believe, early this morning and uh, posted it and, to me, made it clear that he's done. Go ahead, play it. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured – I just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. I didn't. I didn't realize he got that choked up when I first saw it. But he was. Uh, he kept it short because he sounded like he was uh, losing it a little bit, which I understand. I don't know if he'll ever do a you know retirement press conference. He doesn't have to. 
and and I don't think he'll ever. You could you could have room, rumors will be flying. You're right. There'll be people saying he's going to come back. He's going to play for the Patriots. He's better than Mac Jones. He's going to play for Miami. Tua got concussed again. He's going to go back and play for San Francisco until Purdy gets uh, whatever. But he's not coming back. I'm pretty sure of that. I I'm pretty sure. Uh, I called this one too, but uh, um, I'm looking at his career achievements. This Tom Brady uh, after he got drafted by the Montreal Expos, a left hand. How old he is? They're not even there anymore. Catcher. That's true. The Expos. But uh, <laughs> this is the things he ranks first in all time. I'll let you uh, uh, opine on this and tell me what you find most impressive. Wins. 251 wins. That's remarkable in football. Pro Bowls, 15. I think he went to like two of them. He blew it off every year. Super Bowl MVPs, five. Completions, 700 attempts, passing yards, passing touchdowns, and every single postseason record. Um, Super Bowl MVPs, he won five. He should have won them all. I I'm, I'm, have no problem that Deion Branch and Julian Edelman won those things, but they couldn't have done it without him. He clearly should have won the MVP of the year. Deion Branch did, and he, pro- you know, good, good for Edelman. He can, uh, he can have uh, that one MVP trophy. But Brady should have won it every time. He, you know, they wouldn't have won a, a Super Bowl without him stepping up in the clutch. But I do think uh, he's a smart guy. Above all else, we all think he's a smart player, a smart guy. A smart guy does not go back at the age of 46 to a new team in a ever-changing league full of young stud QBs and think it's all going to continue. He knew. He knew if he came back, he was going to give people like you the chance to watch him just suck. For the first time ever, you were going to get to see him suck, get hurt, get old, get slow. We saw some of that last year in Tampa. He was not great. It was not his best season. He looked at times a little slow, a little old in the pocket, and he knew it wasn't going to get any better. And guys who come back when they don't have it anymore are desperate. They're generally, they have no life. They have no fallback plan. They just can't imagine life without, you know, the NFL, without being in the, on the field. He knew it wouldn't go well. That's That, to me, is the real deciding factor he knew if he came back and tried to do it again he risked embarrassing himself and he did not want to take that risk and for that and for so much more i salute him um they're holding like a day-long funeral service on espn for brady (laughs) um and before we i i heard diana rossini is it Diana Rossini? Yes. Diana Rossini, yeah. She's sitting there with uh, Greeny and uh, Foxworthy and Brewski and a whole bunch. And she says, I think we all agree that we're crushed by this announcement. And I go, but crushed? Nobody's crushed. Where do you come up? It's not sad. He's human. He's 45. He's supposed to quit. He was supposed to quit a long time ago. The idea that this is somehow sad. By the way, throw Diana Rossini's picture. I've seen her on TV. Never really thought much of her. She's a, she's covered whatever the NFL. She's sitting there with a phone and she's talking about all the players who are texting her. And I didn't think anything. I didn't think she was bad or good or anything. Didn't, never gave her a thought. And then I Googled her to see, you know, where she's from. And the picture pops up that I sent you. And I said, why have we not noticed Diana Rossini before this? 
Can give you... me, give me, yeah, give me a second here. I got, I got to okay. pull it here. I didn't know you're gonna. I thought that was a little private chat for the boys. I don't know you. Okay, it's not important. But my time, it's not important. I just thought you could throw it up there. It is. But, uh, it is important. She is an interesting. I'm not, I'm not uh, looking woman, and uh, I, you know, she she does a fine job, but nobody's crushed Diana. Nobody, his 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 kids, his family, his mother, father. They're relieved. They're happy. This is what's supposed to happen. Even to Tom Brady, he's supposed to walk away. And I think he did this right, like he did almost everything right. He did this right. He walked away before he was limping away, before he embarrassed himself, before he gave people like Montante a chance to gloat for once and say, the goat is finally done. Look at him. He sucks. You never got the chance to say he sucks. Never. You never. And then that, to me, is just one more accomplishment for Tom Brady. Uh, and uh, he sounds like uh, he's going to have some fun. He's going to have some fun. I, I, if he goes to the Canton as like both a P, you know, he wears like a split jersey or split hat or something, would that would that irk you guys? No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. He's, <laughs> he's not splitting his hat. He's a patriot, and they don't wear hats anyway in Canton. Uh, you don't choose which team you want to go in as. And if he did, he would choose the Patriots, obviously. Played much longer, accomplished much more. Oh, by the way, I listed that in his, his list of uh, just incredible achievements. He played for 20 years for Bill Belichick. That's remarkable. Bill Belichick's a pretty strong-headed guy. Tom Brady is too. You look at the history of great players, they don't tend to get along with coaches forever. Mm. You know, sometimes they get them fired, you know, whatever. Magic Johnson got Paul Westhead fired and picked Pat Riley. Guys like Brady in Tampa was sick of Bruce Arians, and he got rid of Bruce Arians. It was probably a bad move. But, you know, Peyton Manning, these guys, look at Aaron Rodgers now. Guys don't get along with coaches forever. Brady did. I would consider 20 years in the NFL. That is forever. He got along with the greatest coach ever. The greatest player ever got along with the greatest coach ever for two decades. That tells you he's not all about himself and his ego and all that. That's not easy. That's not an easy thing to do. And he did it. And I know people were heartbroken when he left New England, but I think you have to consider how long he stayed and how amazing that is. And I'm pretty sure you'll hear nothing but praise from Belichick and vice versa. He's not going to, they're not going to ever, you know, turn on each other, even though they were never friends. They never had dinner. They didn't play golf. They weren't buds. I'm sure they butted heads, but they never let that get in the way with the ultimate of the ultimate goal. And that again is another amazing achievement, but all right, that is it for our Brady eulogy. Uh, you're not going to hear from much from him either. He's kind of above it all. He's not going to be, you know, doing these interviews with, with Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter. And he's not going to maybe Jim gray. That's his business partner. He'll do a podcast and maybe he'll have something to say, but for the most part, he's on a different level. You know, he doesn't fly commercial. He doesn't, you don't see him at, uh, you know, at concerts or he won't be courtside at uh, whatever the the Miami Heat game too often. Maybe, maybe once in a while, but I don't think he's going to be schmoozing with the little people a whole lot. He's just on such a different level. But um, I will give you the final thought, Montante, since uh, you're a Jets fan. And like like Mike Greenberg, a diehard Jets fan. Got These people who pretend to be fans yeah. like Stephen A. Smith annoy me, I, but uh, – you're a I real think fan. you guys should um, give us credit because without the Jets, none of this is possible. 
Um, you guys were a joke before Tom Brady. This is really kind of before my time, but this is the play that that started it all. So after this, I want a nice heartfelt thank you from uh, all the Pats fans. Franchise quarterback until this 2001 rollout when fate in the uniform of jet linebacker Mo Lewis intervened. There yeah. it is. Mo, Mo Lewis made it all possible. I I debated. I mean, this was this was this was a big part of my life because we debated Brady versus Belich, um, Brady versus uh, Bledsoe for weeks and weeks and weeks, leaving up to the AFC Championship game where they both played, and then the Super Bowl. I was always a Brady guy, even before we had him on the show every Monday, and uh, I was right about that too. All right, I told you he was going to Tampa when he was uh, leaving New England. I told you he was quitting this year. Yeah. And, I thought uh, you were wrong on that. You you were pretty. Did you have some insight, or you just yes? I, yes. Oh, you did. Okay, that's why you sounded so sure of it. Yes, I, I just think he's too smart to come back and suck. That's it. That's simply my answer. I think he's too smart. To, he's, he's he knows what it takes, and he knew he wasn't up for doing it somewhere else for an for an, another entire season. He just wasn't going to take that chance, and I think he will pour himself into this TV job. He better. Because everyone's going to be watching and listening. He better be good. He's making thirty-seven million a year. He better be good. And I think Fox is going to get more out of him. He's going to be on, you know, pre games and post games, and maybe on the Super Bowl. That's what I was. That's what I was and, thinking. And then he's going to be sitting down with Tucker and Hannity, and you know, doing the the five and everything else. He's he's Fox property now. But all right, we have to move. We got so much more to get to. Not enough time today. Tom Brady threw us a curveball, but that's okay. Uh, we got a big, big news at the southern border. We got Kamala Harris explaining. I never really understood how space travel worked, but now <laughs> I understand because Kamala dumbed it down for us and no one dumbs it down better than Tom Brady. And uh, liberals are losing their mind because one of their own, Bill Maher, he's going to be on CNN. Finally, CNN comes up with something uh, worth watching. And uh, I have... Uh, Probably shouldn't do this, but I have a little problem with Tyree Nichols' family. I mean, I feel awful for his mother, his father. But what are they doing? They're burying their son today, and they're allowing Al Sharpton to deliver the eulogy. What is wrong with you people? Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings when you've finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement? Diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I know I'm tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver and a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or a 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the code word Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Jerry to the number 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. Secure your future with gold. Start today with a free info kit. There's zero obligation to make this request. Just text Jerry to 989898. 
Uh, we got uh, a lot to get to and not enough time here, uh, Montante. Let's do – I want to do the southern border story because this is huge. And uh, for some reason, it's going to go under the radar as usual. I guess she can find it on Fox News because that Bill Malusian does such a great job. But this just broke this morning. An arrest was made in Texas in, uh, um, I think, Eagle Pass. They pull over a car. They pull some illegal aliens out of the trunk, which is no big deal. It happens every day. Joe Biden surrendered our borders to the uh, cartels and is allowing unfettered illegal immigration in hopes of changing the demographics of this country. It's scandalous. It's impeachable. But we knew that. So they pull this guy out of the trunk. He's on his knees. He's got a mask on, takes the mask off. They uh, run his whatever they check. He's an Iranian on the terror watch list. I'll say it again. An Iranian, 29-year-old Alriza Hadari. I was waiting for that. There you go. Alriza Hadari is on the terror watch list. And he was trying to come. There he is on the screen. He was trying to come over the border. He did come over the border in the trunk of a car of a smuggler. Is anyone paying attention now? There are other guys who are on the terror watch list, who got away, who are in this country now. And they got they got bad intentions and will just, you know, move on and talk about global warming or some other nonsense. But that is chilling when you think about it. A guy who is a terrorist snuck into this country in the truck of a car because we do not have southern borders. We do not have borders. They're coming over the northern border too, by the way. But uh, Joe Biden doesn't think that's a problem. Nor does he think in potential nuclear war is a big problem. This is just an amazing thing. Again, to me, something that uh, went under the radar yesterday. I'll just read it. I don't even know if uh, I haven't even heard it. I just read it. And it was not a big deal. Our president, I understand he's senile. He wasn't very smart to begin with. He's corrupt. He's, he's a joke. He's an international joke. But he goes to New York, makes a speech on infrastructure. I don't talk about all, all every time he makes an appearance or a speech, it costs the taxpayers another half a trillion dollars. All he does when he goes out in public is spend our money, just squander our money on whatever infrastructure, Green New Deal, Ukraine. Anytime he opens his mouth, it costs us another 500 billion. Um, yesterday, he's in Manhattan. He's talking. Check out this line from the president. Quote. Global warming is the single most existential threat to humanity we have ever faced, including nuclear weapons. So he has even said we're close to nuclear Armageddon. He said it himself. Other people, those weirdos, scientists who have the doomsday clock, said we're closer to midnight than ever. We are on the brink of a hot mm -hmm. war with Russia. Russia has more nukes than any country on the planet, 6,000 nuclear weapons. Uh, we are pushing them every day. We're sending tanks and soon we'll send F-16 fighter jets because Joe Biden is not interested in peace. He wants an endless foreign war in Ukraine for whatever. We know he's got lots of conflicting interests there, but what kind of a lunatic? Forget if, that he's president. If this was just some guy and he said global warming is a bigger threat than nuclear war, that, that to me, that's another impeachable offense. That's just insane. That is outright nuts. 
that you're literally in a war with a guy with nukes who's threatened to use them, and you think the weather is a bigger threat. These people, and I'm talking Democrats, liberals, global warming, cultists, are out of their minds. That should frighten everybody. He doesn't even, he doesn't even sound nervous or apprehensive about entering a war with another nuclear power. And you got kids, if you got kids, boys in their teens and, 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 you know, or draft age, you're looking at that and you're saying, wait a second, global warming. I don't give a damn about that. No normal person gives a damn about that. I care about war. I care about Putin firing off a nuke. That's real. Global warming's not real. It's just nonsense for another reason for him to spend our money. But there's so much uh, more with Biden. There's a whole new Hunter Biden story. Maybe we'll get to it tomorrow about what a scumbag he is and what a freak, what a pervert he is. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, I got that right here. I'll save that for tomorrow. But we got to get to Kamala because it's always good to lighten the mood and play this person. And I guess it should be scary. We should all be nervous about this because she's sex because the president's got dementia and he's not well and he's corrupt and he's he's just terrible at the job. But if he has a health scare or if he gets impeached because he's so up to his eyeballs and scandals, this will be the president. This will be the commander in chief. I'm not sure that's tenable either. I think if Joe goes, Kamala has to go. The idea that she could be president that's more that's more frightening than nuclear war, by the way, or global warming. But she was at uh, where was she? Space? Uh, no, she was. Uh, I don't know. She was talking about space, space. And I've said before, I hate space. I don't care about space. I think we should pull. We shouldn't spend any taxpayer dollars. Ignore it. We should let Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos do the space exploration. We should spend our money here on Earth. That's where it's more urgently needed. But anyway. I didn't realize the romance, the magic of it all, until I heard Kamala explain it to me yesterday. Can we listen to this? Yes, it's uh, very insightful. Me to May 30th, 2020. Bob and Doug returned to the Kennedy Space Center. They suited up, they waved to their families, and they rode an elevator up nearly 20 stories. They strapped in to their seats and waited as the tanks beneath them filled with tens of thousands of gallons of fuel. And then they launched. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> that laugh. That laugh's the worst let, part. Let the record show she was speaking to adults. Everybody in that room was an adult and not like a special needs adult. Like not, not. This wasn't like a, a head trauma unit in the hospital. This was actual, an adult audience that already knew how space, uh, how rockets worked. They, you know, they launched, and they had lots of fuel, and they, they had to go up high, and you had to go into space. That person has issues. I heard Tucker say last night. He pretty, he says she's on something. Maybe masculine. <laughs> I have insight. I have insight. I have my friends. Uh, I don't want to give too much information. Uh, but he's uh, he's in the White House often. He's a photographer. He said she smokes a lot of what she used to lock uh, black people up for. She smokes a lot of pot. And anytime I hear a talk like that, it kind of gives a little credence to it because no normal person speaking like that. Smokes a lot of pot? I wouldn't a be surprised. I mean, you know what? 
Good. We need an explanation. That can't be her in her uh, clear with a clear mind. Yeah. That's just that's just embarrassing. This person it's just embarrassing. I mean, it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to name one um, higher affirmative action, higher diversity, uh, higher that that is worse than the others because you have cringe John Pierre. Oh, she's you have game. Rachel Levine. You have Pete Buttigieg. But it's hard to be worse at a job, any job, than Kamala Harris is at her job. But we can uh, just wait a day. He'll, she'll do it again today. I mean, l- literally any time she's in front of a camera, in front of a crowd, she embarrasses the nation. But uh, that was pretty bad. I don't get this. I, I watched a number of interviews. I watched Don Lemon sit down with uh, Tyree Nichols' parents. Obviously, your, your heart breaks for them. It's brutal. He was 200 feet from his mother's home when he was beaten to death. He was yelling for his mother. I can't imagine anything more heartbreaking. I hope they can find comfort in the support they're getting from around the country. I hope they give him a good send-off today. I believe his funeral is shortly in Memphis. Why would you let that race-hustling scumbag Al Sharpton anywhere near the service what purpose does it serve to have that charlatan deliver the eulogy? And first of all, why do you have Ben Crump anyway? Ben Crump doesn't care about Tyree Nichols. Ben Crump is there to make money, to exploit your child, to exploit your grief. You know, he's there when it's a racial issue. There's no race issue here. Al Shopton is there. He shows up when race is the issue. There's no racial issue. I'm sorry. Your son was killed by five black cops in a police department run by a black woman uh, in a city predominant, 63% black. Race has nothing to do with it. Why would you let Al Sharpton near the service? Why would you allow him to say a word about your son? I'm real disappointed in uh, Tyree Nichols' mom and stepdad. This is... This is just wrong. This is just wrong. But uh, all right, let me do Shay, and then we will uh, wrap this up. I got a, ugh, I got lots of stuff we're not going to get to, but we'll get to Bill Maher to see, and I want to do that because I'm enjoying the reaction, the outrage from from liberals that that Bill Maher is going to get a new show. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shea Concrete. They've got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I, this is funny. You know, I've said oh, for the last couple of years that uh, Bill Maher, I've changed my tune on Bill Maher. He's still a, a liberal. He still hates. He's still a big atheist. He hates Trump. He still pisses me off sometimes. But he was good during COVID. He was great during COVID, talking about lockdowns. He's great on cancel culture. He's 
and I still don't have HBO, so I have to watch them on uh, YouTube like the next day. But CNN, as you know, CNN, the other day, it was reported, had the lowest ratings they've had in nine years. They got a new morning show with Don Lemon. They shook up the lineup. It's been a disaster. Their ratings are in the toilet. They have a new guy, this Chris Licht, who was brought in to, to redo the place and save the place. So he makes this move. It seems like a pretty logical move. CNN is going to take the post-show show that Bill Maher does after his Friday night show. It's called uh, Overtime. Yep. And they're going to air it on CNN. Brilliant idea. It doesn't cost you anything. You just flip the cameras and you're on CNN. I will watch that. I will watch that. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do when he's swearing and stuff, but they'll figure it out. Just like you're going to figure out. Yeah. To do with I, all. It's jotted down. Yeah, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> um, but so that seems like a great move. And you'd think liberals would say, oh, good. Bill Myers, you know, he's, I don't always agree with him, but he's smart. He's funny. He, uh, he shakes things up. He's got opinions. I don't know if you've seen his podcasts. It's uh, where he sits and drinks with. So he just did one with Brian Cranston. He did one with Kid Rock. He did it with Mark Cuban. But you know, Kid Rock some, on? Yeah, some people do podcasts and they try to they they have a few cocktails or a few beers. Uh, so I've heard. He's all in. He gets drunk. He interviewed Mark Cuban. It was a terrible interview because he was drunk and he's got a joint going too. He gets wasted, <laughs> and it was all over the place. And he says that's how he wants it to be. And I guess. I guess he's doing what he wants to do, but he's he doesn't do a great interview when he's hammered and he gets he doesn't drink beer either. He's got like scotch or some bourbon going. Man, my own heart. Yeah, that's, and he gets wasted. Maybe really. we'll do that one of these mornings. Um, but <laughs> so he's gonna be on CNN. It's a good idea, it's a cheap idea, it's gonna get attention, it's gonna get publicity, and it's just pissing off. This is a chank Ugir or whatever's a Uger. The, oh god. Young the Turks young guy who's just an angry liberal. He's by the way, he's he, he he doesn't he's got rich backers, rich donors. Yeah. It doesn't really matter how chink chink sank. Oh, I don't even know how to say his name. Definitely not the he first one. Bill Maher's perfect for CNN to be honest. False equivalencies, propping up right wing culture, war talking points, fighting for the status quo, and that smug face. Jake Tapper might be jealous. Because he just got outsmugged. So liberals who adored, worshipped Bill Maher two years ago are pissed that he's on e This is from MSNBC host Mehdi Hassan, another whack job liberal. Bill Maher is obsessed with the idea that cancel culture is out of control. Yet Maher has a new gig on CNN despite saying outrageous things about Muslims, Arabs, and trans people, making crass jokes about Asians and using the N-word. Cancel culture, okay. So this idiot doesn't even understand what cancel culture is. Uh, and of course, Keith Oldman fires. He says, Keith, he says, uh, so Bill Maher's leftovers will run on CNN. His leftovers, I think uh, it's it's a great idea. Uh, Mehdi said he's a right-wing reactionary white man. White, right-wing reactionary white man? You could say that? And of course, Hannah Jones, uh, whatever her name, Nicole Hannah Jones takes shots at him because he pointed out that the 1619 project is one big fraud. I don't know, man. I like this. It, it pisses off all the right people. That to me is the number one uh, barometer. When you make a move on TV or in the media, if it pisses off the right people, it's a good idea. Yep. Good luck to uh, to Bill Maher. But uh, we got to wrap it up. And I do have to mention, once again, we did this last week, but uh, Newsmax, 
has been bumped. They talk about cancel culture. Newsmax has been kicked off uh, direct TV. It's strictly political. It's Nancy Pelosi and other Democrats pressured AT&T, which owns direct TV. They gave uh, Newsmax the boot, despite the news- Newsmax having damn good ratings. It's the fourth highest rated uh, cable uh, news network. It's much higher than the liberal networks that they're keeping on their network on, on or keeping on uh, direct TV. It's strictly political. It's wrong. I know a lot of people expressed outrage. A lot of uh, people in uh, Congress. It's it's it it, it it there are 13 million people subscribers on Direct TV who can watch Newsmax. Many of them live in the country, live in the mountains, live in the in the plains, and they need Direct TV because they don't have cable, and they love Newsmax and and and. Uh, news and uh, DirecTV is giving them the finger. It's wrong. If you can, if you would like, reach out to DirecTV or AT AT and T and express your disapproval, your outrage, and see if we can fix this. It's just wrong. They have 22 cable news channels, and the fourth highest rated one. They're given the boot because they don't like their politics. It's just it. We we can't 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 allow this to happen. Just can't. So. Let them know. Let them know if this pisses you off like it pisses off uh, me and the rest of the Newsmax folks. But I will leave it there. Montante, uh, farewell to Tom Edward Patrick Brady. He's not going anywhere. Believe me, he's going to be in our lives. He's going to be on TV. He's going to be doing commercials. He'll be making appearances. And Page Six and TMZ will be giving us updates on a daily basis on who he's dating. I still think he's going to end up with Paige Spurnak. That's my guess. She'd be perfect, man. You could play golf and then hang out, have some fun. She would be, idea. She'd be my choice if I was uh, if I were Tom Brady, but he'll probably do okay. I'm going to guess he made a big, big mistake with the stupid movie, making a movie with Jane Fonda and, well, and Lily Tomlin, and, but uh, no one's going to see it <laughs> anyway. So oh, Here they are. <laughs> but anyway. Two buds. So, Oh, God, look at this. What were you thinking, Tom? It's amazing. He decides to retire the same week that he makes the biggest mistake of his professional life, goes into business with with Jane Fonda. What a mistake. What an awful, awful idea. But, hey, we'll we'll give him one. We'll we'll give him a pass on that one. And, uh, anyway, we're done. He's done. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, uh, Montante. You back tomorrow? Tomorrow's my last day, my, uh, my last hurrah. All right, we'll see if we can get it right tomorrow. Thanks. To it, Montante. Thanks, man. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks it takes- like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.